public protector will be investigating on the basis of three complaints received from the Apple Forum, um, the Freedom Fund Plus, as well as the African Transformation Movement. The last two complainants are political parties represented in Parliament. They want her to investigate different aspects of the matter. And um, it does not matter whether um, any of the uh, players in the whole um, matter uh, has decided to make amends. It is important for the public protector to establish exactly what happened, who did what, and whether what they did was in uh, compliance with the law and um, determine what should happen going forward because uh, the reports that the public protector produces are not only meant to deal with the issue at hand, but they are supposed to also provide a guideline as to what should happen in the future so that we do not uh, find ourselves in a similar position. Some opposition parties are calling for a parliamentary investigation. Will your investigation not interfere with a possible parliamentary process? Not, not quite. Um, this, this is a, a very uh, a different investigative body, the public protector that is, is independent. Uh, it, it draws its powers from the Constitution. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it will carry out an investigation that is very much uh, different from that of Parliament. We've been here before. Remember when we had the Gandler scandal, we had multiple bodies or forums doing investigations, but at the end of the day, it was uh, an independent investigation that mattered the most. Mm-hmm. So what will be the scope of your investigation? Who will you be targeting in the investigation? And does this also include the president, Sir Ramaphosa? The investigation is informed by uh, the complaints that we have received. For instance, um, uh, the, the, the Freedom Fund Plus is interested in establishing whether uh, the Minister of Finance was consulted ahead of a decision to use uh, the state aircraft. Uh, because in terms of, of, of the defense act, uh, he's supposed to be consulted. out of the African Transformation Movement complaint. They want the public protector to establish if uh, the Secretary of Defense was furnished with relevant information ahead of uh, the approval to use the, the aircraft. That is, uh, among other things, the names of the passengers that were going to be on board on the day, uh, the date of travel, and so forth. But beyond that, uh, they also want the public protector to establish if uh, the president was aware of this whole um, trip because mm-hmm. in terms of the ministerial handbook, uh, any official trip undertaken by a minister uh, uh, to cross borders uh, must be approved by the president and the president must be finished with a request at least two two weeks before uh, departure. So they want the public protector to establish the facts around that. Uh-huh. Now, the Defence Minister, Nosoviro Mpisengakula, had 48 hours uh, to have a report on the President's desk explaining uh, about this incident. Will your office be asking for that particular report as well? Yes, it, 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 it will be important to our investigation. So it's one of the documents that the, the investigation team is likely to request from the Minister. Over and above an explanation independently sourced from the minister. Mm-hmm. When will you start and how long might this investigation last, you think? The investigation
investigation is already in full swing. Uh, we received the, the, the last complaint uh, on Monday, but by then already the public protector had considered the initial two complaints for investigation and decided to to launch a probe. Um, it's not very easy for one to put his head to uh, I mean on the block uh, insofar as the time frames are concerned. But it is a matter that uh, we want to wrap up as soon as possible because it, it's mm-hmm. not a complicated matter like uh, procurement issues. Yes, that was the spokesperson for the Public Protector's Office. I thank you so much, Opa Sakhalwe. For some analysis on the possible implications of this, we are joined on the line by the political analyst and author of the book, When Zuma Goes, and from a pause at 10, Dr. Ralph Matecha. Very good morning to you, doctor, and welcome. Good morning, everyone. Good morning to the ANC has now apologized, and they're going to pay back the money. Remember that slogan? Are you surprised by the ANC's climb down on this matter? Well, I'm surprised that they did not uh, remain stubborn too long on this. I mean, uh, these are, I think, the, the public anger on this thing, the public indignation. I have not seen the ANC making a turnabout on something so quickly. So quite surprising that uh, the party quickly uh, decided to say that, look, we will restore the taxpayer to where they were before this trip happened. But Elvis, the issue here is not about paying back the money. It is actually about the principle. Because if you look at this whole issue, you ask yourself that the people who were involved in this, I mean, none of them uh, saw that there was something wrong with this. I mean, when they were planning the whole thing, at least one expects someone at least should have said that, look, but we might be getting it wrong here. We might be failing to draw the line between the party and the state here. So the question of principle here, Elvis, is what worries what as to why is it that the ANC, they just keep on erring on on, on, on making mistakes such as this. I mean, for a party that has been in power over 20 years, they should know the basics mm-hmm. of separating uh, the party from the state. But then the next question is, is the African National Congress in a position to pay back that money, given the problems that they had uh, paying their workers in recent months? <laughs> I think Elvis, uh, an acknowledgement here that uh, uh, the money needs to be paid back, that's just about enough. The actual payment is something else. I mean, I was actually even wondering, uh, where will the NCB get in the money to be able to pay that? I mean, uh, uh, the party's been struggling financially, and we, you should be talking about maybe hundreds of thousands or millions. I mean, uh, the aircraft, uh, let's say they pay the amount that maybe it will cost to charter an aircraft. It's quite a lot of money. So I think that just for them as the party to acknowledge that we got it wrong. For me, I think that is the most important thing. The actual money getting back into the national coffers, I think that is something different. Yeah. I wouldn't be so, so I don't have so much hope that the actual money will actually get into our coffers. Uh, Was this whole trip to Zimbabwe and its outcome worth the mess that the ANC now finds itself in? And, and how does this debacle affect the perception that the African National Congress is not serious about fighting corruption? And the only thing that this trip actually achieved uh, is just exposing how the ANC has lost the moral ground to address its counterparts, such as ZANU-PF, and, and, and actually convince them to stop doing wrong things. I mean, when, when you're going to Zimbabwe, where the governing party is also behaving like it is the state itself, that is the ZANU-PF, clamping down on the opposition, you, you have to do it better. But 
when on that trip you just start by getting things wrong, Elvis, you yourself fail to distinguish that line between the party and the state. That is the irony of this trip that it just shows how things have gone bad within the NC that the party is just not in a position to tell anyone that, look, you are doing something wrong, stop. That moral compass is just not there for the NC. It's just, this is just the irony of this trip. Mm-hmm. And it's quite tragic, Elvis, that the NC just finds itself in this position where it just can't even get the basic things of just transportation to mm-hmm. another country. It just can't get that one right. Well, you just hitch a hike. Now, the Public Protectors Office is launching an investigation. Do you foresee another parallel investigation by the ANC's Integrity Commission over this one or not? I mean, Elisa, I would say it doesn't really matter much what the ANC Integrity Commission thinks because the people who have done this are within the party. I mean, one just imagine that, I mean, members of the party, senior members, I ask again, couldn't just one of them just realize that this thing is wrong. So I don't think it matters much, the Integrity Commission. I think the investigation by the public protector is where the opposition parties will be looking to see whether a proper investigation will be carried out and uh, to see whether uh, maybe the opposition, there is any recourse against the NC beyond just uh, paying back the money. People mm-hmm. might want the party to apologize inside and so forth. But I, I don't think anyone is looking at the NC Integrity Committee as a you know a system or an institution that will uh, issue or meet consequences here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an internal process of the NC. It still remains. But the public protest report is what will matter to South Africans and even opposition parties. A listener asked earlier who should determine the cost. Now, you heard the EFF. They indicated that there must be a cost breakdown that's market-related. Who do you think should pay back that cost? Is it the individuals or is it the ANC? And uh, who must be held accountable for it? No, it is the NC, it is the party. The, 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 the party uh, should pay, and the party may be through its own integrity processes. If someone maybe violated the rules internally, maybe they can subject them to the integrity committee internally. But I think the party as an institution should pay. And the breakdown of the cost, LVC, shouldn't be a big issue. We have a cost structure on flight. I mean, we know this information is generally available to determine this. So that should not be a big issue as to how to determine the cost uh, of uh, uh, this or how much need to be paid back.